Hello. Surprise, surprise. We got a guest. Guest today. podcast. Yeah. This is Mark. You want to say hi, Mark? Hi, guys. Friend of the fr- friend of the pod. <laughs> <laughs> you want to talk about how you know us and maybe just a quick intro? Sure. I've known Alec for a long time, went to college together, and uh, June uh, met through Alec, started listening to the pod when you guys started, and then uh, June was the wonderful man who took all of our uh, secret engagement photos about uh, back in March, so I know everybody heard about that, but it turned out great, so yeah, it's fun. Your first audio endorsement, June. <laughs> yeah, that, that in itself w- was, uh, was a nice little ad section right there. Sponsored by June Ma Photography. <laughs> I didn't even have to pay you to say that. <laughs> oh, man. But, uh, yeah, it came uh, com- complete with the, our own uh, photo book. Came in the mail uh, yesterday, so the fiancé loved that. And, uh, yeah, that was that was just a cool overall experience. And she was totally surprised. Didn't even know it was coming. When we had talked about getting engaged, she knew that was coming. But as far as the actual day, it, was, uh, it worked out exa- almost exactly as planned. And... Uh, all is well. So we just uh, booked our wedding about four days ago. So it'll be sometime next year, but all, all is good over here. So when you say you booked your wedding, what does that mean? Well, we officially um, booked a date for uh, July of 2020 and uh, put the initial deposit down. So still have all the other pieces to put together, but um, after seeing about four venues, we decided uh, on one that we both loved and uh, pulled the trigger. So, so, you guys didn't decide on a joint wedding with Alec and Rachel? No. <laughs> as, as much as that would save all everyone's bank accounts, uh, I think uh, the, fe- the females in these uh, arrangements probably want their own day. So <laughs> It's so inefficient. Come on. <laughs> yeah. We, there's been chatter about a uh, consolidation. It's like the bachelor party problem where we have all these bachelor parties that may or may not be happening all around the same time with very similar people. And we're like, well, we just should have one blowout. But we'll see what happens. Bachelor parties are weird. Mark and I were talking about that because it's we're not sure if anyone in our friend group would actually plan it. And we kind of feel weird being like, we want to do this thing for us. So like, I don't know. It It's an interesting position. I don't know if that's like a thing, like a change in the times where hmm. people are less likely or that's just guy problems because guys are commonly uh, lazy about these kind of things. Well, I know the weddings I've been in I think I've only been in like one, <laughs> but that one particular wedding um, where I was a groomsman in, like the friend, the guy getting married, the groom, he basically, you know, already, you know, invited all the groomsmen and everybody who was asked to be a groomsman knew. Then he asked the best man to, so like there was an established sort of role and then the best man knew he was the best man. So he knew as part of his responsibility Right was to traditionally plan a bachelor party. So right. I don't know if that's... I've heard women doing that similarly, you know, with the maid of honor. Mm-hmm. So I'm not sure if that's... I've heard that, that too. That helps. Yeah, I think that's typically what's supposed to happen. The best man's supposed to organize it. Like the one time I've been a best man, that's what I did. But I guess what I'm saying is I mean, I'm not sure if my best man would actually do it. <laughs> like I feel like they're going to be the kind of person that's going to be like, uh, oh, I guess I was supposed to do that. But maybe I'm wrong. Maybe that maybe that's in uh, invalid pr- projection. 
Yeah, I think I think nowadays people have their own ideas of bachelor parties or bachelorette parties, and so I think a lot of times the 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 bride or the groom just kind of says, "This is what I want," like set it up for me, kind of thing. So it seems like at least some of my friends that have done it the past years or so, they um they just didn't want to go through the logistics of doing it, but they said, "Kind of here are the guidelines." Like um, I was uh, in the wedding party of one of my best friends last year. And he basically was like, hey, I want to go do a breakout room because he's from out of town. He's from Wisconsin. So he said, I want to, I'll be, I'll be home for a weekend. I want to do a breakout room. I want to get pizza. I want to watch the Caps playoff game. You know, I want to hang out with you guys kind of thing and figure it out. So, you know, we would obviously pay for his dinner and everything and, and set all the times up. And basically he showed up and we said, all right, follow us. This is what we're doing kind of thing. So, um, I, I think I will follow the, a, a similar trend, mostly because I don't want anything crazy for my bachelor party either. You know, I, I would want to go out somewhere, hang out or do certain things. And I kind of have a memory of kind of what I want for my bachelor party. And so I'll probably just tell my best man, hey, can you just arrange the logistics? But I think also, I think traditionally back in the day, it seemed like folks would have their bachelor bachelorette's parties very close to the wedding. So maybe, you know, a week or so, like it was a lot, it seemed a lot closer, at least like my parents would talk about it. So it was like this big, you know, big blowout party to do whatever you wanted. Cause then you were getting married and you were sold away to that person forever. Whereas now I think, uh, people do their bachelor or bachelorette parties a year prior to the wedding. You know, the closer you get to the wedding, the more stressed out you get. So, um, mm. like I wouldn't mind having my, my bachelor party say this fall if my wedding was next summer so it's just Mm. kind of a way to get everybody together and have all your um your wedding party sort of get to know each other if they're you know family meeting friends or friends meeting family or vice versa or whatever so that makes sense especially if you have people for your bachelor party that are coming in from out of town then you know they're not making this trip very close to each other right once for the party and then once for the wedding itself too so Although if you make it mm-hmm. super close to the wedding, then they just make one trip. But I don't know. That's <laughs> sounds dicey. <laughs> so you guys, I mean, do either of you guys want to like travel for the party, or you guys are just like hanging out somewhere local? Like, what would be your preferred? Not going to Vegas. <laughs> I really want to go. If it were like one hundred percent my way, and I could wave a magic wand, I'd be all about going to Austin, Texas, having some delicious barbecue, hanging out. And doing that kind of thing. The problem is it's more important for me to have the people together than where it is. And for me, I'm not so sure if I were to say to all these people with their families and with work schedules, et cetera, hey, I want to go and go to Austin, Texas for a weekend. And also it's more expensive. Like if they would actually all be able to make it or if it makes sense for them. So I don't want to like put that kind of burden on people. So I think it's going to end up being local. Yeah, honestly... If I, I don't really have much of an engagement uh, party and mostly that was, I didn't even have really a, we didn't really have a wedding party for my wife and I, but um, if I could do one, you know what I would be just happy with is going to Fogo de Chao, getting some drinks and then let's just go and like, I don't know, watch Lord of the Rings or something and then pass out, you know, I would be, that would be perfect. (laughs) You literally described the bachelor party I threw for my friend, uh, <laughs> Peter. We literally went to Fogo de Chao. We came back to my house back when I was at like the big house uh, with the guys. We played poker. We drank and we watched like concert videos in the background. Like it's basically what you described. That was our party and it was a great time. That sounds, that sounds fantastic. Yeah. It's low cost. 
yeah honestly i think if if it's local that's what we're gonna do like <laughs> let's just go to Fogo chow i'm gonna eat all the lamb i can and uh we could just all hang out at somebody's place afterwards and and chill and just hang out yeah you gotta tell uh you gotta tell them that it's your it's a special day so that they come by with the good cuts of meat more frequently you know i mean i know right they saved all the good stuff like they come once in a blue moon can't have that chicken stuff <laughs> exactly it's all chicken every time <sighs> all right so alec what about you updates on the engagement planning yeah so i guess we had our engagement photo shoot with um our photographer it's one of the things that she does is include that in the package we got that done and we just got those pictures in so the next step is to create the wedding website which is my job and to create the save the dates and honestly man i really want to do this i hope it, i hope i can convince rachel into it i don't think she's so keen so far but i really want to make four or five different save the dates each of them with a joke so like there's a picture of us like kind of holding each other's heads and like looking like we were like screaming at each other and i just want to be like come see the chaos you know the date <laughs> that's it like and there's a whole bunch of them where i have uh these like little catchphrases i probably i've already like come up with like four or five of them and if we don't end up doing this on the wedding website there will be rejected save the date ideas on the on a page so people can at least see my ideas <laughs> if alec added his way you, know, you have the perfect domain for this too rachel is right.com rachel is right.com i do own that one for one of your joke save the dates you could even use that as the wedding website domain you know yeah there's a there's a picture of rachel with that like smug know-it-all face I kind of like that idea, but it's just so much extra work. It's like making one one copy of Save the Dates is hard is enough it? as it is, much less, you know. You just, you, just, you just literally buy a fifth of each one, buy five of them, shuffle them or whatever, and just pull one off the top and people get what they get. I don't think it's any different. Just go for it. I, I, I'm in. Dude, like I said, it was my idea. I'm in. I'm totally 100%. If it was uh, just me doing it, I'd do it. Because it's like, it's something that's supposed to be hung on the wall or like, uh, you know, like on the fridge or whatever. Yeah. And I want people to see it and like giggle. Yeah. Well, so, okay. Marco, you also, um, you guys, since you already have a data venue, you guys also getting ready for the save the dates and stuff? Yeah. So we, um, we're lucky in a sense of we, um, her cousin who actually will be in our wedding party she is a graphic designer so uh we asked her and i believe she's going to take care of all that for us as kind of our wedding gift nice i think she's going to take care of all the save the dates and invitations and stuff for us so that'll definitely save us some money but she'll work with us to help design it and all that kind of stuff we we, we just gotten obviously a informal verbal yes of course i'll do it kind of thing so we haven't sat down or done anything like i said we just booked the the venue about three or four days ago so we're still what 14 ish months out so yeah we still got plenty of time but all that stuff will, will all happen in due time. Our, our next big thing uh, right now we've been tracking is uh, video slash photographer, which is going to be a pretty penny, but she really, really wants video. I think video is pretty cool. It's kind of the one thing that video and photos is kind of the one thing I'm telling myself that's an investment. So we'll actually get some return on it as far as everything else to me is just a one day expense. Um, but uh, but the video and photos, you know, we'll, we'll have forever. So, but man, that is not cheap. Yeah, definitely. I will say if you are not sure about the video, we did video as well as photo and the video was amazing. Like we have the entire wedding plus reception, the entire full length video, but we never look at that. They gave us this kind of sort of summary 
like edited chopped version of the entire thing with like nice music with everything and they load and they sent us that and that was beautiful that was amazing it was less than five minutes it captured every main point of the ceremony and of the reception and that thing was shared so much carolina sent it to all of her family i sent it to my family and then they shared it much more than any picture right because for pictures it was just like are you gonna send somebody you know zipped up folder of 50 pictures no like nobody does that now it's just like here watch this video that's five minutes right so i'll say like video was much easier to share and kind of pass along for the pictures you know we had the books we got books and that was you know on the coffee table on our shelves and people watch that but they had to physically be there to see that so from a sharing perspective i think the that five minute video was super good probably one of the best best forms of investment we made in terms of like you know what you got for what you paid for yeah so they um apparently i guess i mean you know every company will tell you that they're running a deal but this particular company works through our venue and uh so they there's a few that they obviously suggest for you to pick from but they're uh they're needing all they they want some more people to be involved and they they wanted some specifically some first look photos and stuff that they're running short on from other couples and so that they're offering us a really good deal but I'm looking at the the email right now, and they're including all the all seven hours of the wedding day coverage, unlimited photos, online gallery, which is pretty cool. But what I really wanted, and they actually have it, is they will capture everything in 4K, and they will take 4K <laughs> aerial footage. So oh, I think they'll bring a drone out there and do, oh, some, my do some aerial footage shots. Our venue is up in uh, Elkton, but it's like a like a farmhouse kind of feel to it so they're on like 30 something acres right so, you, so you'll get those nice shots of the, the pond and the the vineyard and like the barns and everything from above so i'm looking for i've seen mm. some works that they've put online some kind of promo type videos but um yeah it should be i'm really looking forward to seeing what they can kind of put together so video is not really my jam and my, my whole thing is i kind of want to remember the day how i remember it and not maybe necessarily have a video of it. I don't know. I kind of like the idea of just having a memory of it. And you fill in the gaps with, you know, it, it almost like you put rose colored glasses on it in case anything did go wrong. I don't know. I just, I'm not so much into the video idea. Although I do think every video I've seen of weddings, I loved. So I get what you're saying, June, where whenever I see a video from a wedding, those little recap videos, they're always so cool. They're high energy and they're really great. But my one friend, I'm going to her wedding in May, and I'm actually in charge of her video because she bought this service where everybody takes video on their phones or camcorders or whatever, and you upload all the footage and they'll make something out of it, but they don't actually have a videographer. So she's like, Alec, I know that you can handle this. Like, can you do it? And I'm like, no problem, dude. I'm in. <laughs> so I actually... Because she's Greek and she's doing it at the Annunciation, I actually just went there pretty recently and I went upstairs to the balcony and I used my phone. I did a 2x zoom and I was like, ooh, perfectly framing everything. So we'll set my phone up here in 2k zoom with uh, in 4k and then we'll set Rachel's phone over here for another angle and then anything else we get is just bonus. So, and that's just the, the wedding portion. I'm also going to just be running around for the actual wedding trying to shoot some nice uh, footage as well. So you think you're using your phone, right? Is what you're saying? iPhone like 10R and 10S take remarkable video 
because of the um, processing that they do. Yeah. They basically capture at 60 frames and then HDR affect it. Um, it's, it's really good stuff. Honestly, I feel like anyone who bought a camcorder, you know, less than maybe three or four years ago, it's probably going to be much worse. And even, even maybe even some entry level models now would probably be worse than your phone. So I'm kind of just going to bet on that. Yeah. Are you going to get like a gimbal or something? You know, I've been thinking about it. <laughs> yeah. Oh man. I, I've been, I've been definitely thinking about getting a gimbal. Um, I did hear you had 850 extra dollars sitting around. <laughs> yeah. I might've found, <laughs> might've run into, uh, basically the house I used to live in, the people are finally moving out and our uh, security deposit's going to come back. And I was like, Oh yeah, that's right. <laughs> I forgot about that. Ah, so it's like finding $20 bill in your pocket, but a lot more money. He hasn't, he hasn't lived there for like over a year. <laughs> <laughs> over over uh, like two years now. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's funny, but we, I never got my security deposit back. Do they, it's too bad. You don't get interest on that deposit. You don't, right? You're technically supposed to, you're technically supposed to. Yeah. Oh, Hmm. I forget what the rate is. I think it's something pretty minimal, but um, I think there is that a practice, like a good practice of doing that. But I'm not going to worry about it. Yeah. Honestly, that lease was so cheap and she never upped it once in five years. Like, it's fine. <laughs> right. Sure. I guess the last thing I'll say about the video is one thing I found amazing was just the different perspectives of the wedding that we didn't see it from which was really nice to see, oh, yeah, these people were doing these things, right? Because you're just two people. Well, you're just yourself, personally. And you're not going to be able to see everything that's going on in your wedding. And it's, especially when you're actually in the ceremony. You bring up some really good points, June. Now I'm, like, starting to think maybe I should... Uh, Make him question his existence. Maybe <laughs> maybe I should get a video package. I don't know. I Well, I don't think our photographer does that. I would have to find a whole different group and it'd probably be several thousand dollars. So... I hesitate trying to keep costs down. I know there's always costs and whether or not it's like nobody would not want one, right? You would all want video. It's just, (laughs) yeah, I guess if I had the option, it's like the cost. Yeah. It's the big factor. Yeah. I think it's, uh, especially for our venue, like we, we have like four separate structures on the property that we'll be using. So sort of like you said, right, like you're not going to be able to be in all those structures at one time once the reception kicks off. So seeing the kids play somewhere else or we'll have outdoor games, you know, um, that kind of thing, you know, be able being able to capture the the kids and and that kind of stuff, I think will be important to us, too. Um, The other thing I was talking to Alec about, which we reached out to the videographer about, but we'll have to figure that out with them is you know how at a lot of weddings, especially older weddings, the tradition was to do like a guest book, right? You have all of your guests sign and say, Hey, we're here, you know, best wishes kind of thing. I I personally have never felt those are like, I'm going to go back, you know, 50 years later and read them kind of like a yearbook, right? For school. Um, so I was thinking, Hey, wouldn't it be cool if, if everybody made like a video like if you had like almost like a video booth instead of a photo booth but a video booth where people could privately go into a room or behind a curtain and kind of leave you a little a little message right like say, same thing to me same thing with video i guess my fiance and i just covet video at more but um you know we would be able to sort of watch all that back on playback which should be kind of cool so that was just our little take on it and we we might end up trying to get that or do something similar to kind of like what what alec is doing um if you could set it up in a different room but of course it all costs something right so we have to figure out what that would be yeah that's a great idea 
we thought that might be a neat twist on an old tradition. I'm thinking if my friend's video comes out nice that she's doing this month, then maybe that'll be a, an option because it's pretty low cost. They'll like kind of DIY it. I got some technical friends. I think we can make it work. <laughs> yeah, the problem with that, of course, is is uh, you'll be an integral part of the wedding, so I want you to have fun. You'll just have to hire one of your buddies. Oh, no, no, no. I'm not going to. Yeah, I right, won't good. personally just do it. want to make sure we're clear. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I, I'm not going to do it. Um, I'm, I'm aware that I'll be uh, mentally taken that day. The open bar will not drink itself. <laughs> <laughs> Man, I got to be careful my own wedding. You know what I'm saying? I want to remember that and not uh, not do anything so silly. So um, I'll be drinking in moderation, unfortunately, at my own wedding. I think that's probably for the best. Yeah. Well, and the thing is, it's funny about it, right? It's like a slippery slope. Yeah. I remember barely drinking at my own wedding. There was a special specialty drink that I really wanted to try. I think it's called like refrajo or something but basically it's this uh you take this colombiana soda you mix it with like another beer that's super colombian so it's like half soda half beer and it's super delicious and i wanted to try it all night and i remember i didn't get to try it until like basically you know the whole thing was almost over because i was like oh my god i didn't even realize i haven't had a single drink yet aside from like the wine that was with the dinner I just was wow yeah so make sure <laughs> make sure uh you you hydrate yourself plenty during your own wedding with water too <laughs> i think yeah i think a lot of times you know as a bride and groom and i obviously have never been through this but i'm guessing you're really busy talking to people yeah, all night so the yeah. more you're talking the less time you have to drink plus you, know, you hear a lot of stories of people not really eating on their wedding night whether you're nervous or you're just too busy to eat so you figure that's going to lead you to probably drink less alcohol too. So I definitely believe that, you know, I could say I'm going to, you know, drink moderately and have like maybe one drink and that's all I got time for. Man, I've told Rachel since like day, basically day one of us figuring this whole thing out, Alex going to eat. I don't care what you do. You probably should eat too though, but Alex going to eat. I'm not going to have any of this. I didn't get to eat my dinner. Crap. If anyone comes up to me while I have a fork in my hand, I will use it as a weapon. I will inform them to back off. I have a meal to eat. <laughs> and I got a big I got a big night ahead of me, and you don't have people lapping your ear off all day long. Give me my chance to have my food. You just see uh, King King Polanis up there on his uh, throne, <laughs> on his <laughs> as all the others of us eat yeah. at our at our long tables. So I guess I think the key is right. My understanding is that basically during cocktail hour they'll be bringing us food to so we can eat like our actual meal, and the um and the wedding party can hang out with us too. That we'll have our own like hors d'oeuvres area as well. So we'll be getting all the cocktail hour food, and they'll be delivering food to us. And I think they even deliver our meal then. So we ha- have time to eat it in peace. So I, maybe it won't be as bad because of that uh, pipeline. But rest assured, I will eat the food at my wedding. Like if, yeah. if I, I might not drink enough, <laughs> I will definitely eat enough. That's a promise. And Alec Planet's guarantee. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you spend so much. You're gonna spend so much money on the food, especially that you, you guys need to make sure you you can eat that. I mean, I think. I don't remember exactly, but I feel like we had at least like 20 minutes of where we didn't have anything going on. Everybody was just eating. So that was a good amount of time where, you know, we and we made it a point. We're like, okay, we have talked to everybody at every table because we made it a thing where the table cannot go get the food until we visited you. Hmm. And 
two things. One is sort of made sure that people weren't going to try and hog up, like take too much time talking to you because they're also starting to get hungry. Um, and then the other thing is that you've already then seen, you talk to everybody at all the tables by the time you're done and then you get your food. And at this point you can eat while everybody else is also eating. So I don't know. I found like, like we had, what, what do we have? Oh, we had paella for our food. And I was like, I'm not missing out on this paella. It's like recipe <laughs> that from Carolina's grandmother. And, you know, it's just like, uh, I, I do have one, one more question related wedding. So what do you guys look forward to as part of marriage? I can start. I'm mainly just looking forward to consolidation of things like legally being able to consolidate things easier. That's basically it because, you know, we live together. We already feel like we're married. So I'm not too worried about that. Rachel and I have had, this has been like a really stressful time with grad school and moving and work has been more intense lately for me. And it's been, it's been particularly stressful, I think on our relationship and, but we've talked about it over this time and like, I've never felt more confident in my partner. So I am just excited to spend you know, my life with her. Um, and she's just super supportive and awesome. So I'm, that's the, I guess the part I'm most excited about is like, good. You know, like this is a, this is definitely a thing now. We've, we made the promise to one another, but realistically, I think we already have that. So it's not so much that I'm anticipating it with marriage. So I guess realistically, I'm just looking forward to consolidation of uh, things. We're on the same auto insurance now, pretty solid, but uh, <laughs> you know, healthcare, et cetera. Looking forward to finance, uh, filing joint taxes. and <laughs> No, I'm not, actually. I think we'll lose some tax benefits. So, actually, it might be beneficial if we don't get married. I think I'm, I'm basically in the same boat. I was just going to mention finances. Going through the credit card statements of having two separate credit cards and tracking everything that we spend is just a headache. I still do it because I like that stuff. But um, that'll be a lot easier. But similar to Alec, I think you know, we've, we've been... We obviously dated for a while and we've been engaged for a little while and we're living together as well now. So not a whole lot's going to change when we get married. The big switch for us is that's kind of the uh, acceptable time to uh, have kids. So that's really the only switch that gets flipped is at least from, you know, from our parents or our parents view or even, even from our view, you know, we don't want to have kids before we're married, but once we're married, it's sort of all systems go, whether we wait or whether we don't, uh, we haven't really decided anything about that yet, but that's kind of the only big thing I would say with marriage I think that it's obviously good to go through all those practices of of committing and everything because we take marriage very seriously but if you've been with someone this long or you love someone this much I think you've you kind of made that commitment a long time ago so you know moving in and being engaged is are two big steps that I think once you commit to those and sort of stick with it I think I think marriage is just kind of the formality showing to the world of hey we are officially together. So even though we knew this like two years ago or whatever, two years prior to actually getting married. So, yeah, I, I mean, that's, that was the one part that I was wondering if you guys felt like was important was cause I remember Alec, we had this conversation before where we were kind of talking about the, the purpose of marriage. And I think I was, I was mentioning the fact that it's important to let the world know, like you are married that's that's an aspect that I feel like, I don't know, I was pretty excited about too, right? Like just to say I have a wife and that she is my wife and to refer to her as my wife to other people, you know, like that, 
was kind of a pretty big step. Um, and you, you know, technically can't use the term wife or husband until, <laughs> until you're married. So I guess that was, uh, another piece of it too, is, is sort of for other, for the kind of, you know, the rest of the world kind of establishing like this is who we are now as a couple interesting you you mentioned that the word wife compared to fiance did, did you guys feel any uh weight or any big difference between saying girlfriend and fiance because that was like a oh, huge yeah. difference oh, yeah. for me it sounded so much cooler <laughs> not only cooler but it just felt like it dropped it just was so much more weight like it pulled so much more weight it was so much yeah. more real yeah and i think that same jump will be taken when i say oh this is my wife over here instead of hey this is my fiance so i'm pretty excited about that part um, too it's such it's so weird because oh, yeah. again as i just discussed you you look at them almost the same way right i mean you love them just as much you care about them just as much but you call them a different word and it's like man that's awesome absolutely feels good yeah there, there's something like every time you say it there's something almost it reminds you like wow this is this is someone who is very special to me it's like it's like leveling up it's like girlfriend to fiance fiance <laughs> and a wife that's you know a- that's a great that's a great explanation of it. <laughs> and the fun the other funny thing too is people who hear you say that have a certain have a different reaction too. Like today at that uh that sweet uh, happy hour thing after work, I, like I met a few people I didn't know but I've never met before and I had this feeling that they thought like cuz you know, I said I just I've only been here for a month and they um, I had a feeling that they thought I was like fresh out of college right because I look kind of young and it wasn't until I said oh just kind of mentioned my wife casually right like the word wife I just realized like there you know two of them were just kind of like all of a sudden like oh like (laughs) oh this guy's not that young (laughs) and then you know then we were talking about kids so that that even more like boom okay he's got a three-year-old oh yeah so I don't know. I th- I feel like um, there's a certain I don't know. I don't want to use the term club, but it's like it's like okay, this guy's married, and there's a certain understanding of this guy knows you know what finding like that perfect person is like. Well, maybe not you know perfect, but <laughs> but I don't know. It's Everyone like when you when you t- when you hear other people talk about kids, all of a sudden like you just start talking about children. And it's like, a, it's an, almost another language sometimes you start speaking to each other in. Oh, yeah. I've noticed that club that you're talking about. You know, sometimes the conversation starts and they start talking about their kids and you're like, I'm going to just casually walk away because it's all over. <laughs> I have nothing to contribute at this point. Exactly. Exactly. Once you have kids, you'll understand. It's a phrase I've heard way too many times. Speaking of marriage and spending time with the perfect person for the rest of your life you will probably find things that irk you that the other person does. And I was kind of curious what you guys, you know, even before getting married, are are there anything, is there anything that you guys just don't exactly see eye to eye with? Um, And the, I'm talking about like small things, right? Not talking about like big issues, Um, but like I'll start, right? Toilet paper. I mean, is it really, is there, yeah, is there anybody, see, here's the thing. It's not that Carolina demands that toilet paper go from the back and under, right? Which is just horrible. But it's more like, I feel like people don't really care. That's what bothers me. I'm like, how can you not care? 
You know what I mean? Like you put <laughs> How it could on. Could you possibly not care? Yeah. <laughs> and, and then you try and pull, and boom, you get you get one tiny little tile. Like, how am I supposed to, you know, wipe my ass with this? <laughs> so it's, yeah, I don't know. Um, the other thing about toilet paper, ply count. This was actually, I think, something Carolina kind of converted me to was like the the sort of the thicker ones. You you get less. I think you get less uses out of per roll, but but it's so much better. I mean. I don't know about you guys, but like at the work, at work, you know, I take the toilet paper at work, which is the like half ply. It's not even single ply. It's, you know, and I have to oh, pause. I take I think like it's at least a mile, two ply. Come on, dude. Like a mile length of the thing, fold it like 50 times to get exactly what I want. So the question is the question is, is the like, what's the square count on the, you know, the single ply versus the two ply, right? Is it the same amount of squares or not? Like, so like you said, let's say you had to use five or six squares of the one ply, but you only had to use one square for the two ply. Wouldn't it be make more efficiency sense to get the two ply and use less squares, therefore using less toilet paper? The problem with that is I think even, even if it's a higher ply count, I still need to use a good amount. And that's, I think, purely because I won't, I don't want any chance of what, no, I was just I was just making a comment to Alec. I said I'm a I'm a one square type of person. I don't I don't I'm like one one square at a time and I I I literally moved into my house over a year ago and I have not went through one entire package of Costco toilet paper yet. Okay. Now, that's granted, impressive. this is really hard to quantify. Granted, when I, <laughs> I was uh not only here about half the time, but anyway, my point I was just laughing cuz you said you you use you use a lot and I use like the, the littlest amount possible i guess yeah i just don't want any chance of the thing ripping i'm like i need to make sure this is still comfortable but hard as you know steel you know this thing better not rip on me <laughs> um <laughs> it's like uh, an insurance policy virginia yeah i know um, all the extra folds i think we're all in agreement about the direction thing i think we all agree it has to go over yeah. the top right i think that's that's agreed do you guys all agree with like higher ply counts, like at least two? Life's too short, man, for the the single plies. Yeah, I mean, I come agree. on now. I get I get roughed up at work too much to come home to do the same thing. <laughs> so I will def I will definitely take the high the high ply count at home. All right, what about brand? You guys have a brand preference? You mentioned uh, Costco, so I'm guessing Kirkland. I I don't know if it was actually Costco's brand. I just bought it at Costco, so I feel like ah. I got a better price. <laughs> I've been recently getting Cottonelle, the waves. You know what I'm talking about? Pretty good stuff. I think so. Can you feel the waves? Uh, <laughs> ride the waves. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I, I, it's pretty good stuff. It's also, it's usually relatively uh, fairly priced. Not the most expensive, not the least expensive. Yeah. But it has, has adequate comfort. Well, you know, I've been a recent convert to main, like main brand paper products. Because I used to think store brand paper products were essentially the same thing for a fraction of the cost, right? And where I got converted was actually mm-hmm. tissues because for a while, and this this was probably a pet peeve of Carolina's because I was like, let me go buy like the cheap store brand paper tissues. I think it's because I personally don't care what I use to blow my nose in. I'll, you know, 
I'll use newspaper. It doesn't matter to me, right? Like, in fact, like sometimes, sometimes tissue paper is kind of annoying because it'll break. I don't know if it's because I blow super hard. So do you do you actually call it tissue paper? Uh, tissues? I don't know. What do you? Okay. No, because every it? every time you say tissue paper, I think of the ridiculously useless very thin paper you put in a gift that covers the gift so <laughs> yeah. your, your oh, recipient see. cannot see the gift <laughs> oh, oh, oh. yeah that too but okay tissues yeah i, I purposely I, avoid i, I, just, I, I purposely avoid kleenex because i don't that's that was kind of my point is like you don't like branding it yeah yeah it's like it's like Band-Aid. It's just a term for this where like we, yes. like the name of a brand has become the generic term for something. I, you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. No, the, 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 the Band-Aid sales guy did a great job. Yeah. I know. Right. So for, for tissues though, I basically was fine with, you know, paper towels, whatever. I didn't really, it didn't bother me what I use. So I just, always was like, let's just buy the cheaper options at the store and it's all the same thing. And then I just remember Carolina being so mad every time i tried a different store brand aldi's wegman's whatever right she's like uh uh-uh, no this is not the same as kleenex and then when we finally got kleenex once she did like a side to side comparison right like made me feel oh my the god pepsi like, challenge oh of kleenex god, this is actually extremely different like the kleenex was you know if i did care what paper i put on my face I, I would choose Kleenex because that actually <laughs> does feel super different. So we uh, recently got an argument at Costco actually last weekend about tissues uh, because the small boxes of tissues were on sale for like $6 off. Great deal. I don't know how I think it was nine small boxes or whatever. So I go ahead and put them in the cart and she looks at me and goes, I don't like the small boxes. I said, why don't you like the small boxes? They're the same ones that come in the exact same Kleenex big boxes. Some reason she likes the bigger boxes because they take less time to go through. But I explained we were getting a better deal on an actual tissue because they were on sale in the smaller per boxes. Per tissue cost. Come on. The per tissue cost was still cheaper. I did not win that battle. We did not purchase tissues last weekend. But I also recently, we've both been struggling through some allergies as it is pretty bad this time of year. And uh, I will very very occasionally because we get the nice toilet paper use toilet paper to blow my nose because i know toilet paper is cheaper than tissues very occasionally that's almost my exclusive right so i get made fun of for doing that i i almost exclusively use toilet paper so toilet paper i i I used to blow my nose on a toilet paper too until one day i looked in the mirror after i did that and i noticed all these tiny little white things Mm-hmm. on my um mm-hmm. on my on my uh what do you call it my lip like upper lip where my uh not so mustache mustache is like where my stubble is and i maybe it's just me because i have this like you know kind of like chinese short stubble that maybe it's just like latches onto it's the not. tissue or the toilet paper <laughs> and pulls it apart or something but it left so much of that and it made me wonder how much of my life have I been walking around looking like an idiot with like <laughs> white bits of toilet paper on my face? You know what I mean? So I stopped doing that, but I don't know. Maybe, maybe this is just like a June problem. So I've been struggling through actually a sinus infection and an, an ear infection, all the, all the great infections. And I've been blowing my nose like crazy for weeks. And the, I've been using everything, tissue paper, toilet paper, hand drying paper the uh 
<laughs> uh, you know, napkins. Huh? Wait, 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 wait. What? Hand drying paper? I think he means the ones that work that come out of the rollers. Yeah, the roller paper. I'm in. I have to sometimes. I did, you I know? did that today. It was a terrible, terrible Oh, it, it hurts like hell. Oh, one oh, time, oh, oh, One time yeah. I did it so the much in a day. construction paper that comes out of it. Yeah. One time I did so much in a day, it didn't make my nose roll. Like, it, it was an issue. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and, and, oh my gosh, it was so bad. So, I will say, guys, I don't know if you're hip on this shit. That cool aloe touch tissues is a luxury I will never get rid of anymore. Oh my goodness gracious. Those cool to the touch tissues are delightful. Yeah. What you so those have, are great. Don't, don't ruin I, this I for agree. me. Don't ruin those it. Those are fantastic. I think I think like I've been converted to I wonder to what it would be nice like tissues. to wipe my ass with one. <laughs> I just want to throw that out there. I would love to know what it would be like to wipe my ass with one because they seem so delightful. <laughs> uh, uh, you better use like 50 sheets of that stuff if you're going to start out. <laughs> Those expensive ass yeah, wipes all the time. <laughs> but you know what, 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 what annoys me about the, the aloe with the aloe lotions? They're always like, you know, the be- they're the best ones, right? They're the freaking, you know mclarens of tissue paper and but the the thing that drives me up the wall is that they're always only available with the smaller packages the smaller tissue boxes i don't know if what you're you talking that. about these bigger you tissue cannot boxes. buy you the, about the flat packages. ones or like the the squares the squares like if you want to buy them in bulk the cube or the big ones cube, right? whatever no the big ones are more like long rectangles the cubes are yeah the cubes are like an actual square i always buy cubes Right. That's why you can get yeah. the aloe ones. You can because the aloe ones only come with the cubes. And those are those are fewer and they're usually always more expensive. And for some reason it doesn't matter where I am, Costco, Sam's Club, Wegmans, right? Like when you buy it in bulk, you buy the big packages, they never have the triple ply with lotion for the bigger boxes. And it's super annoying. I have a theory why. It's probably because that effect is only good for so long and they're and they're assuming those bigger ones, it'll take you longer to go through, and you'll lose shelf life by the time you get to the bottom. All that lotion just dries up in the tissues. That's my, that's my, uh, that's my, my question, or that's my prediction. So continuing on uh, paper products, since becoming a homeowner about a year ago, realized that the, uh, what, the, the half sheets of paper towels are lifesavers? Oh, great. Fantastic. I don't know why they sell paper towels and full sheets anymore, because <laughs> everyone right. should be using half sheets. Way more efficient, and it's the literally pr- the perfect size for me to wipe a countertop down. It was a marquee innovation. Yeah, this makes sense, you know, with your single square butt wiping. <laughs> <laughs> hey, look, look, man, I got a wedding I got to save for that's in the, coming up next year. So this is your technique. I am using these the are his squares for every paper product I can find possible. <laughs> these are his strategies for wedding savings. Oh, no, gosh. I actually do agree with you on the paper towels. Those, those I think were key. I wonder why I haven't seen a full size, like, paper towel thing in a long time anymore even across different brands i think most manufacturers are yeah. maybe catching up with like oh yeah it's more efficient just to ha- let people rip off smaller pieces they definitely i think they're a little bit more expensive for the half ones be because i don't know i guess they have to perforate it more but um yeah. i it definitely pays to get the i would say the brand name paper towels like the bounties of the world uh because if you were to use the really cheap paper towels and do the do the, the half sheet uh, you're probably going to need right. another one. So, um, 
yeah, I just, when it comes to that stuff, like you said, most of that stuff I, I buy at Costco. So, yeah. uh, like I said, I haven't bought it in a long time. So, I don't mind paying a little bit more for the brand name because I'm getting it in such a ridiculous bulk that I feel like I'm saving the money. I, I, I yeah. Basically, I'd rather buy bulk brand products than buy, uh, buy the, uh, the cheaper uh, right. store brand in smaller quantities. I wonder if um, I wonder if toilet paper manufacturers also charge a little more for the smaller tiles because they they they'd be incentivized to have bigger tiles because then people run through them quicker and they'll buy them more right so I feel like mm-hmm. maybe since people will be more conservative if they can rip off a smaller piece they won't buy as much and then they're gonna have to still you know <laughs> make money. I don't know. Just a thought. Dude, can we talk about the barbaric? You know, every once in a while you get that uh, toilet paper that doesn't even have perforation. It's just a single see-through ply. No, you have to make your own tear. That stuff, I might as well just walk out. You know? <laughs> like, I, you're talking about, like, at, talking the, about? at the end of the roll? Huh, no. At the you, end of the roll? You've, you've never been to a venue? Maybe like These are like some of the worst places in the world. They, 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 they don't even have perforation. You have to like actually tear it. And it's super thin, unbelievably thin. You're you're, you're oh, folding oh, at least four or oh. five times. I, I have not yeah. stumbled into one of these hell yeah, holes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and the rolls and the rolls are ginormous, right? They're like oh yeah, they're, they're like maybe a they're foot like the size of your diameter. Head. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. That's that's the mm-hmm. yeah that's that's what they use for the for the bathrooms basically. I think um, that's what you used to have at my old job as uh, as paper towels, but they would fill it up in the um, in the wall containers, so you have to ma- like manually rip them off, and it gets fed out again. But yeah, those suck. Those aren't paper towels. Those are I don't know garbage. <laughs> so here's another here's another question. When you get down to the end of the paper towel roll, do you use the last paper towel with the glue on it? Uh, my mom always taught me to just throw it away because you. Like, if you were to heat something up with that glue paper towel, the glue gets stuck in the microwave. If you were to wipe the countertop, the glue can get on something, food, whatever. So, normally, I've, like, the huh. last paper towel, like I said, that has the glue attached to the to the roll, I just I just toss it. It kind of feels wasteful, but I guess it depends on what I'm using that for. If I'm using it to wipe a countertop, I'll probably do it. Use it on the top part of the but fold. But, like, if I'm going to, like, put a bagel on it or something and microwave it, it, the glue scares me, so I don't. You know, I don't think I've ever really noticed the glue until you just mentioned it. I I've always used it because I don't know. Yeah, I mean, it definitely sticks to the the cardboard, but I never thought twice about it. It's just like it's another piece of paper. It's perfectly fine. I don't know. You know, maybe you you've just kind of nullified your your uh, entire environmental consciousness for <laughs> using small. <laughs> I don't think Mark is an environmentalist over here. I think he just says... Uh, yeah, it's one- definitely not necessarily an environmentalist, although I try to be as cautious or as uh, as uh, good as I can be about it, but I'm just in the uh, business of saving money for the next 14 months. Yeah. All right, Jude, uh, I see something on this list that I'm actually pretty fascinated about. The unused silverware, wash or put back. Oh, yeah. Because... Um, pl- please explain. Yeah, I mean, I always put back. This all started because... Whenever we lay out the silverware, you know, along with, you know, you set the table, right? And um, another thing that gets me is that Carolina's family, um, I think now that Carolina's lived with me for a long time, she's a little, she's kind of doing it my way a little bit, where 
I feel like when we first got married, she always put every single type of silverware out, no matter what we're having. Spoon, knife, fork, always, right? We could be having just soup and she'll put fork and a knife out, right? Like it doesn't matter. And I always was just drove me up a wall, right? And it made me annoyed even more so because when we're cleaning up, all the unused silverware went into the dishwasher regardless. And and I was always like, why is that? So I think partly was from her. I think Carolina said once that it was from her mom that she was doing this because her mom's a bit of a, I don't know if germaphobe is too strong, but it's just like, oh, that thing has touched a table and potentially has touched people's hands. Like it should be washed. So I kind of get that, you know, and since it's been on the table and people are talking, maybe there's spit, you know, a little bit of saliva on them now too. So they are to some degree, probably more contaminated than they would have been if they just stayed in the drawer. So I kind of get that. But for me, like if it hasn't touched food, it's fine. Put it back in the drawer, reuse it, right? Save some water, whatever, right? (laughs) I don't know. Uh, I guess I was just wondering if you guys were, if you guys yourself or know anybody that does that too, because I'm just wondering if it's just my wife's family. (laughs) I've never heard of that. And in fact, I'm probably one of the worst candidates to discuss this topic because I, I reuse her. Uh, I use I reuse it all the time. Not so much at home, but at work. You know, I have like a deployed set, and I'm just like, I reuse it. You know, I make sure I clean it off nice, and I'm, I just reuse it. That's the other end of the extreme. That's the other <laughs> Alex sitting here like you watch literally, silverware, literally, dude. <laughs> literally, literally yesterday, I had myself I've been using the same pair all week. <laughs> literally yesterday, I had my. I have my probiotic. Uh, I've seasoned my, my probiotic so well, yogurt man. like my cast iron. It's pro- pro- it's so probably well why seasoned. he's been sick for the last month. <laughs> 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 no, it's because I didn't get medication fast enough. <laughs> so I got my probiotic yogurt. I ate it yesterday. I made sure I clean off the spoon real nice. I put it back in my how, bag. How are you cleaning up the spoon? And then I forgot to pack it. What are you? How are you cleaning off the spoon? By just licking it. Yeah, he just licked it real good. <laughs> yeah, I licked it real good. <laughs> licked that real good. Put it back in my bag. And then today I forgot to get a new spoon, but no worries. I had my yesterday spoon that was nicely uh, taken care of. The fact that yesterday just, spoon is even in your vocabulary is just <laughs> yesterday. <laughs> yesterday spoon was deployed tactically, and everything was uh, everything was beautiful. I feel like I need to shower. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Next time, Alec. Next time you eat at Alec's house, you, you're gonna think twice about using his silverware. <laughs> Bring your own. Yeah, no, I don't do that at the house. At the house, I always put it back away. But yeah, I guess I'm not really qualified to answer this question just because uh, my fiance and I are both avid CrossFitters and meal preppers. So we uh, we don't eat at the table a lot. And what what I mean by that is we eat out of tubware. So yes, we obviously use silverware, but we're pulling new silverware to eat out of tubware for almost every meal. I would say growing up, my parents, we would set the table as kids, but we'd only usually set it for things that we needed. And I, we would put the silverware back, back in the, uh, in the cabinet. If I was to have a dinner party now, I, I, you made a good point about kind of the saliva or people talking or whatever, like the silverware that might've been used to cut one thing once and then put back, it kind of looks clean, but you're not sure. So, um, you might as well just give me that. You might as well just throw it, just, just throw it in the dishwasher anyway. So. Um, I would probably err on that side if I were to have a dinner party, which we don't have often. I also take the lazy approach for everything dinner party, as in come and get it. 
So to as to dirty less dishes, as to I will have a pile of silverware sitting out on the counter and then you can come pick up your fork or whatever utensils you need and bring it to where you're sitting. So that's just kind of normally how we, we would do it. Also, silverware, I, I know you mentioned earlier that it would theoretically waste water, but I guess you're running the dishwasher either way. I don't think it takes extra water, right, for extra silverware. I guess if you're doing an extra load, then it would, but like as far as where your silverware goes, I mean, extra plates would would theoretically take more, but I think it depends on the size of your dinner party too, right? If you're only putting four or five extra pieces of silverware in there, no big deal. If you're putting 40 in there, then maybe next dinner party, you should just use plastic. <gasps> yeah, I mean plastic <laughs> sorry the the uh, the eloquent plastic the uh what is it the see-through plastic not the white stuff the clear stuff as long as you don't you do use the the new cardboard utensils now that they uh oh my are replacing all the plastic stuff with please do not get me started i was at green turtle the other night and they had those dumb paper straws and i immediately took it out of my drink and set it on <laughs> the table in disgust i take out i've taken out every straw for years because i just like you don't use straws at home I don't understand the fascination with straws. I agree. Yeah. Yeah. I just don't use straws. The only time that a straw is appropriate is a milkshake. I agree. Milkshake or smoothie. That's it. Like, you know what I mean? Like that, that needs a straw. Starbucks iced coffee. Even then, even Starbucks, I'll just drink it right out of the cup. I mean. Cold uh, though? The, huh? the cold ones have the straw holes. Like a cold, like a, like a iced coffee. Yeah. But if you I don't would, need to. You would take to, the lid off and drink it out of the cup? Well, yeah. I take the lid off and drink, but. If I'm in the car, then yeah, I don't want yeah, it to spill. Fair. So I guess that's that's what I'll do. The the thing is, if you get the nitro cold brew though from Starbucks, they give it to you in this special cup that they only use for nitro cold brew. It's got this lid that looks like I don't know if you've ever seen like a kid's like bottle that has like this lid that comes mm-hmm. up the, where the lip kind of like arc, arcs upwards a little bit. I don't know. I'm trying to make hand gestures, but this isn't really working. It sounds like you're you're linking your Starbucks special club that you're in to your having children special club that you're also in. <laughs> <laughs> Neither club am I a member of, so you can try to explain the best you can. <laughs> I've never seen this uh, special apparatus before, but I do think I know what it looks like. Yeah, I mean, it's I, I'm just mentioning it because it has a hole where you drink out of, but there's it's not for putting a straw through. Like you're you're meant to drink it out of the lip. And it's meant to, like, go with you, like, in a car or something. So I'm always terrified of it spilling over. But, yeah, anyways, I I don't even go to Starbucks that much. I'm not really... I'm definitely... I don't consider myself part of the Starbucks club. I only go there when I want a nitro cold brew. Because that is the only place I know of that I can get it. And that's just, like... That's not something I can easily do at home. So I feel weird going to Starbucks, getting things that I can make myself. So... I would I would love for you to explain the next one because I have a very strong <laughs> stance on this. All right. So I'm of the opinion that the garbage disposal in the sink is specifically designed for you to just shove food down there. Like like bits of food, obviously not like entire like leftovers of dinner or whatever, but this is like you have stuff on your plate that someone didn't finish. Yeah, put it down the garbage disposal. That's what it's for. It's for like, it's for like destroying food and breaking it up into tiny little bits so that it falls through the garbage disposal and naturally will, you know, go through the sink. And apparently I read up about this because I had a disagreement with Carolina, but most 
tre- water treatment plants have special filters that purposely filter out like bits of food and things like that that went through a garbage disposal. One of the things that Carolina brought up was like, well, isn't it kind of bad to just like let all this food and stuff go through with the wastewater? But that's, yeah, I don't think that's a problem. And then the other issue is she thinks she feels like she just has to throw that away in the trash. Like, whereas a garbage disposal is like, eh, you're not really supposed to let things go down there. Right. But so that's, that's one disagreement. The other thing, the other sort of second part of that is, I don't know if you guys have ever noticed, but like we have a two, we have a dual sink set up in our kitchen, right? We have the main sink with a smaller side sink. Mm -hmm. Now the smaller side sink doesn't have a garbage disposal, so it has for the um, what do you call it the the um, the hole the the hole the <laughs> sink right has this little the X pattern right has a little X in the hole mm-hmm. and so it prevents like large things falling down there. So we, as part of the sink, we have this little like filter thing right, removable filter thing that go that you can plug into the hole right. So my opinion is that that little filter thing stays on the right side in the smaller sink because even though it has the X. There's still a good size hole that like large, yeah, some medium sized food pieces can fall through and then start clogging up that sink on the right side. So in order to prevent that, I put the I put the little filter basket thing on the right side, so food doesn't go down there. Whereas I feel like every other day I find that filter basket on the left side in the main sink on top of the garbage disposal hole, which I'm just like. The whole point of the garbage disposal is for food to go through and to get smashed up, right? So, I don't know. It kind of, like, annoys me. And then maybe I'll mention a third thing, which is I feel like a lot of people don't care which side of the sink they put dirty dishes in. But I really care because when I run the dish garbage disposal, there's about a 30% chance that all of a sudden I hear like something like getting some metal get destroyed in the thing because, oh, guess what? The tiny spoon for the kid, right? Uh, Just it was down there. It it slipped through the thing, right? That's why I was like, no, dirty dishes, especially anything small enough to fall through the garbage disposal should stay on the right side until it, you know, gets processed. Mm. So... Those are my kind of like pet peeves with the uh, with the sink slash garbage disposal. Well, June, unfortunately, with our recent move, I no longer have two sides of the sink, and boy, oh boy, do I miss it. Like, I didn't realize how much I'd miss that extra room. I always knew I liked big sinks, right? But I didn't realize how much I'd miss it because it turns out when you're hand washing a large pan that you used for baking or something and you're trying to rinse off, you you cannot just rinse it willy-nilly. Otherwise, you'll be getting water everywhere. You have to be very precise. You have to... It's much slower because of the precision required, and I was quite saddened. I'm like, I'm going to have to spend three years doing this. I mean, one of my friends, they have what looks to almost be an industrial tub in their kitchen, <laughs> but just stainless steel. It is so deep. It is so massive. I love it. I'm like, this thing is great. <laughs> they don't have two sides, but they have this monster trough that they can clean in. And I'm just like, this is awesome. Future house, I hope to have something like that. I was curious if your new apartment sink has a, a detachable like faucet head for you to kind of move it around and like rinse large things. Yeah, it has a detachable faucet head. It's actually the same one that we had in our old apartment. And I did use it, but unfortunately, June, I'm telling you, this is a much smaller sink, 
and unfortunately even with the detachable head i had to do some some theatrics it's not it's not the same not the same yeah so i um i definitely believe in the garbage disposal i run mine every single night um, oh interesting i don't like explicitly run it i i don't know i just don't want to have any food down there that smells um <clears throat> definitely got to be careful with anything like bone related or seed related or um anything of that nature um even like grapes like seasoned grapes will clank around like it's it's weird uh so i try to stay away from putting as much food down there as possible also as i alluded to earlier uh, because we meal prep and eat everything out of Tupperware, we normally don't have the situation that you were explaining where you have leftover food on your plate kind of thing. So we'll eat everything in our Tupperware. So I don't have that issue yet. Uh, I also don't have the issue with the baby spoons falling down the garbage disposal because I don't have kids yet. So that's something I'll have to think about. But as far as the two sink versus one sink debate, I've only ever had one sink. Um, my parents' house in this house, I agree, the bigger the sink, the better. I've been to places that have two sinks and I was never a fan of what you were describing uh, of always getting, I guess it's if it's your sink, you, you get used to it, but always worrying about washing dirty dishes in the side that it catches the food in versus not. And then you got to like bang that little like great thing out and there's food stuck in it and it smells bad and so i i always thought the bigger the sink the better but i've i don't know i've always been used to one sink so i am a very religious do the dishes at the end of the night every night and load the dishwasher type person so i never have dirty dishes or tubbleware sitting out so like part of my nightly routine is doing all the dishes putting them in the dishwasher wiping the counter down with my one half paper towel <laughs> and then uh, moving on. So yeah, no, I, I love the garbage disposal. One thing that we've gotten in, into a disagreement about is uh, she's very big about putting raw chicken fat in the trash can versus down the garbage disposal. We put it down the garbage disposal in college and had no issues. Uh, and it makes our trash smell really bad. So I would, I vote to put it mm. down the garbage disposal because to me, I would put anything down the garbage disposal that I would think make would make my trash smell bad, uh, which I guess is most food because most food will decompose. But um, I just thought that was interesting. I'm not, we didn't really, I don't, this was a while ago, so I've just been throwing it away as I was told months ago, <laughs> but uh, I will have to rebring that up and ask again why, why that is. That's interesting. I feel like chicken fat, that's such a specific example. Um, what do I do with like fat in general? Yeah, I mean, there's chicken attached to the fat, but like, you know, if yeah. you were to trim, like we we eat a lot of chicken every every week, so just all those kind of clippings or or yeah. any, any meat products of that of that kind. Right. Uh, we don't really have much else. I mean, everything else we eat is pretty whole food type, so there's not much. Maybe, I guess, like sweet potato skins, if, if we were to, if she were to take some sweet potato skins off of a sweet potato, but other than that, I mean, we don't have much. Yeah. Uh, everything else just kind of goes in the trash, but yeah, I mean, the, the raw chicken definitely does not does not smell good after about two days so i will say after we've gotten so we just i kind of recently bought some new trash cans we used to just have um, a single plastic white although started turning yellow <laughs> like sterilite brand trash like 13 gallon trash can did it have a lid yeah it had a lid but it was getting disgusting and i ended up and it just didn't like it didn't look nice it looked like you know something i kept from college which i think it might have been but then i ended up buying these like you know stainless steel foot pedal action trash cans for the kitchen i got one for the trash and one for the recycling and these things are amazing because it even comes with a little slot 
Well, you can put this, uh, it's like a air freshener thing, right? That it, it, it fits into this little slot on the lid so that um, it keeps it smelling. It doesn't even, it's not like you smell lemon in your kitchen, right? It doesn't exude a smell that you can smell, but it, it's like it nullifies any sort of bad smell from the trash. And I love it. Like this thing has been amazing. Like that's actually one of the best features I like, aside from it looking nicer. How large are they? Oh, if it my thirteen gallon trash bags fit perfectly. Okay, I gotta look at. I I'm not sure how I'm not sure how big mine is, but she had one similar to what you're describing, without the uh, the odor killing feature, and I imagine hers sounds a lot smaller than yours. But she had a she bought a very nice, very expensive metal one for her apartment. Same thing. It had in one canister. It had two sections: one for recycling, one for trash. But I swear we we took the trash out every every two days. I mean, oh, it was like it was such yeah. a small trash can well, that it was like, yeah, this this looks really nice. But so when I went out to buy my my trash can when I bought the house, I bought the largest gray trash can that I could buy that had a lid. And this thing, we still go probably almost a full week, and we we do I would say produce a lot of kitchen trash. Um, yeah. But I can load up whatever the normal tall kitchen trash bag is, and when I take it out of the trash can, it's completely full. Like that's how yeah. large the trash can right, is. Right, right, right. Before even even at my parents' house, right, you take it out, you shake it around a bunch, and there's like thirty yeah. percent of the space uh-huh. still there. Yeah. So I, I I went for full volume as much as I could, but yours sounds very fancy. I might have misspoke because what I meant was that I have two separate trash cans. They're identical, ah, there you but go. I use one for recycling and one for trash. And it's like what you said. Like I I only have to really compact the trash like once. And then I start filling it up again. And then by the time it fills up that second time, I take it out. And it's like you said, it is heavy as hell. Like the string, I feel like barely is able to like stay attached, you know, like, (laughs) and the thing is full. So I'm really glad I got these things. The other thing about these that are really nice, there's sort of two key features in addition to the air freshener thing is that they, they have an inner liner, a plastic liner section. So the liner comes out, right? It's rigid, right? And so you can essentially, it works for recycling because we don't put a, uh, a bag for recycling. We just put the, rec- the plastic paper, whatever, straight into that. And because the liner is there, I can just take the liner out to our you know, big trash can in the garage and put dump the recycling in there. So that's super nice. The liner is super nice. And it also makes um, attaching trash bags easier. And here's the other thing. I don't know if you guys, if this has ever driven you guys crazy before. You have a simple human, don't you? No. So, so simple human is over overpriced for what you get, uh-huh. and it doesn't even have these features. Simple human, most of the fancy ones don't have the liner. They don't have an air freshener po- uh, pocket. And here's a here's a key thing, right? How much research the did you liner, do before all this? I'm just curious. I did a lot of trash can research. Um, maybe a little too much. Maybe a little too much. I need this in the show notes, please. <laughs> yeah, it's it's the the brand is called Trump. I don't know if I'm pronouncing it right. It's a Brazilian company, Tramuntina. It's like T R A M O N I T A. I don't know. I got it from Sam's Club. They make some pretty good stuff. But the other neat thing, okay, let me let me start with the problem. When I have my old Sterilite white, you know trash can right when you put a new bag in right and you try to fluff the thing out right you try to like expand it make it like make it you know expand you know like the cavity large right it never works really because what's happening is there's no way for the air that's been trapped 
right? Because you've sealed it by the yep. the lip yep. of the trash can, so the air can't get out. So the thing never really. Yeah, it's so bad. But guess what the Tramontina tra- liner has? It has two holes. It has two holes on the bottom of the liner on on the two on two made sides. Made by Brazilian guys. So the air can just come out of the holes, and your trash can, your trash bags perfectly fit. Like it lines the liner perfectly every time with no like air pockets. It's freaking amazing. Well, I know what I'm adding to my uh, wedding registry. And it was like a oh, quarter man. of the price of these simple human ones. I don't know. It's yeah. These are nice. I'm disappointed, man, that I live in this apartment lifestyle where we do not have the room to have a proper trash can. So we have the, we are using 13 gallon bags in a, in a bag, that, in a container that cannot properly even utilize it all. You know, we're, we're living that life. Oh, it's so dreadful because they're like, have to be under the sink. There's no, there's no space. There's no room for this illustrious trash can with venting technology. <laughs> I, but I tell you, I tell you, one day I'll have a kitchen, a proper kitchen, and I will get a proper, lovely, vented, Brazilian crafted <laughs> trash can <laughs> with a scent removing pocket. So I thought we were going with this. So one of our friends bought the Simple Humans, and the reason he liked them so much is that it had these two holes. So when you put the bag over top you could tuck to get that perfectly tight fit around so it was a, a pretty cool technology where you were able to get that really nice tight fit without having to uh tie an end or anything like that does your illustrious trash can have that technology no but it meets the same goal in a different way so because there's the liner when you when you've tucked when you sort of um tuck the 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 edges of the bag around the edge of the liner which by the way has it's not too tight it's not too loose right it stays on there what happens is when you then <laughs> put course. the liner down into the main trash can all right when it's when it's going down in the main trash can by the time it fits the bottom it has like gone in there's it's hard to explain but basically the edge of the liner exactly fits it it essentially squeezes with the edge of the main trash can so essentially the bag the lip of the bag actually gets held in place it kind of gets like squeezed a little bit right Mm. so the thing is so that bag's not moving at all unless you until you've like taken out the liner a little bit does that make sense maybe you could uh shoot a video and put that (laughs) in the show notes let's get some live action maybe a slow-mo video of you uh dropping that guy in pretty great it's this is one of the best purchases i made all year now that i'm talking about it because there's so many small little like design things that make this trash can just uh, eons better than any trash can i've ever used i'm looking it up right now send it to you guys tramontina this company is actually kind of interesting they make all kinds of stuff they make like stainless steel and non-stick stuff their non-stick pan is wire cutters number one actually not wire cutter um their other company that's for like home products sweet home or whatever it's called it's their number one pick the tramontina professional like 10 inch restaurant saute pan or whatever seems like a reliable company and yeah again like simple human is so expensive i don't think it's really worth it so how about this one do you guys prefer to use a clorox wipe or or a spray like Windex plus paper towels. Ah, 
I usually prefer the Clorox wipe. Why? Okay, let me let me let me step back. What what's your use case here? Because when I was cleaning the car, wet towels are perfect for the car cleaning. I'm not trying to be spraying all around there. But if I'm trying to clean like a tough stain, like a, a stickiness, perhaps on my um, countertop, you gotta go spray. You gotta spray and delay. You know, hmm. very important. Yeah, I was thinking mostly for in the kitchen or dining room table when you're cleaning up, mm. you're wiping out the table or the countertops. I'm, I'm, I'm more or of a spray guy. Really? Okay. Yep. Spray it. I use Clorox wipes almost exclusively unless I'm wiping a mirror or doing my car. Right. Yeah. Wiping a mirror, you. I think the only thing you can use is Windex. Windex Otherwise, and paper towel. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. But my 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 cooktop is one of those uh, flat ones. You know, no no grates electric kind of thing. Glass so, yeah. top. Yep. Yeah. Electric glass top. Yep. Uh, Clorox all the way for that countertops. Clorox wipes. They're just easy. Like I said, I I bought what Costco. Costco. <laughs> twelve of them. Tw- like twelve of those giant. Clorox wipe containers at Costco a year ago, and I think I've been through maybe three or four. Mm-hmm. So, you know, well worth the what sixteen dollars or whatever it costs to buy my two or three year supply of Clorox wipes. Yeah, I was curious because I went into this process of using the Clorox. Uh, sorry, I always use Clorox wipes, and then I tried using Windex at for everything as like a general purpose cleaner. And the thing I didn't really like about that was, A, the hassle, like, because now I got to, like, spray first and then get paper towels. And I felt like with the paper towels, when you wipe, when you, after you've gone through the first wipe and then you fold the paper towel again, you've, you've essentially now no longer have, like, any more liquid left. Like, the paper towel may be a little moist, but it's definitely not as moist as, like, the entire Clorox wipe is. So, you could fold a Clorox wipe however many times you want. It still has the same, like, moisture level, you know what I mean? To help, like, wipe, which reduces the friction coefficient, right? Like, it, it like, <laughs> makes wiping a lot easier no matter the surface. I don't know. I, I like that a lot better. Yeah, I will... I will frequently, especially for the cooktop, use a Clorox wipe and then a paper towel to finish the job uh, because I will get it, I'll get it wet enough with the Clorox wipe and I can scrub decently well, but the the roughness of the paper towel will help me scrub the last bit of it off and dry it at the same time. So usually that works. Killer combo. I think I need, I need that special like glass cooktop cleaner or something because mine's starting to get Yeah, like, they really definitely dunky. sell it in a bottle. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. yeah, for sure. Yeah, it's a real, that's a real thing. It's one of those things, if you don't keep up with it, like three months later, it's too far gone. Good, yeah. good luck, unless you're getting out the steel wool and well, magic. Have you have you guys ever heard of the magic eraser? Is that something you guys have ever used? Those magic erasers are, quote, truly magical. I, I've Rachel heard people when, uh, swear by them. Moving, yeah, like, yeah, when moving really out, she was like, I was able to clean everything up using a magic eraser. It is incredible. And, uh, that was pretty cool. So, yeah, I, I've used one before, too. They're, they're effective. Yeah, I might try that sometime. I had another idiosyncrasy. Preferred type of hand soap for your bathrooms. Mm. Mm. That's a good one. I've recently been into the foam. 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 Your foam guy. Foam, All is, right. foam is 
I don't know. It's fun. Uh, that's really all I can say. Foam is more delightful. I I have been in the boat before of I'm going to go to Costco and buy like a gallon of hand soap and refill the little plastic soft soap containers. That hasn't happened yet. So we just tend to keep buying whatever is in the store. We see it. We need a new one to grab it. I For some reason, I feel like the foam lasts longer. Uh, I don't know why that is. But it just seems like I've had my foam pump for a very long time. So maybe it's worth the cost. I'm not sure. But I definitely have two soaps by the dishwasher, right? I think most people, well, correct me if I'm wrong, but you have a dish soap and a hand soap. Like I don't wash my hands with dish soap when I go and wash mm-hmm. my hands in the kitchen sink. So I guess Try not to at least. Yeah, I'm the same. Too, too, just too concentrated. I'll just say I don't normally buy foam personally but i do enjoy it when i get to use it elsewhere um i don't think too much about the soap i buy it's a nice luxury when but you uh it's a nice it's a nice luxury at other people's places i mean I'm, I'm in i'll get it i just never really think about it you know i always usually buy i bought the same soap forever like the melon cucumber one i thought i had a good smell anyways i want to talk about a different soap though i want to talk about that orange shit with the little like pumice grit that like your hands feel illustriously clean afterwards. I'm not telling you to always use that stuff, but if you've been working with your hands and you get real dirty, that stuff's amazing. You're talking about like mechanic soap that they have at like car shops. Yeah, and man. That are that wipe like get rid of grease and yeah. Because when I was staining, when I was staining the wood and all, necessary. That's a little overkill, I think. <laughs> I'm not using it all the time. I'm just saying it's so lovely when you do. I never. My hands have never been so clean. <laughs> I believe in it for a use case. However, we had similar soap at my fiance's old apartment that had those little beads in it that's supposed to like help exfoliate. Mm-hmm. And it was the worst feeling in the world because it felt like you were making your hands dirtier by putting all these little trust the process specks in it. I got to agree. <laughs> you're rubbing yeah. your hands and you're like, why is there sand in my hands? And then you like, if you didn't get a little piece out in between your fingers, it was just, it was a terrible time. That soap yep. was thrown away during the move. So <laughs> oh, no, you should give it to Alec. Alec loves that stuff. Alec. Yeah. Apparently, but yeah, I don't, not a fan. Same thing. Like we used to get the hand sanitizer that had the little beads in it. Same kind of thing, the little blue specks. Why? Like, I, I just give me normal hand sanitizer. I yeah, don't want to f- make yeah. my hands feel dirtier than they already are. So, uh, I just thought that was weird. I totally agree. I think I would also be a foam guy. I'm definitely a foam guy. The only thing that bothers me is that it's really hard to find foam hand soap in bulk, right? For refills. Like, I don't think it exists. All you can find are the liquid soap refills. So, Actually, what what I I do these I have these weird like things that Carolina can tell you that like little weird like phases that I go through with things like for example maybe they're like I'll just call them like little Renaissance phases I go through so I'll, I'll explain like for example the hand soap stuff right like I really like foam soap but since I can't buy the refills for foam I just was like, I'm not going to use this because I didn't want to buy plastic dispensers every time. You know what I mean? That's a lot of plastic. So then I was like, all right. Um, and I don't really like the liquid soap as much. So then I was like, why don't I just use hand- bar soap? So then I started buying bar soap and putting bar soap in our bathrooms. And I was like, this is so cool. I feel like, you know, like, like, you know, <laughs> I fucking this is like the people. legit, like no plastic. <laughs> 
And then, bar and then soap I is the worst. I know. <laughs> and now you. I hate it. Now I hate it. But now I have all this bar soap, and I gotta use because I don't want to waste the bar it's soap. Like my, it's, it's, it's like my grandmother that has like ninety-two different colored like seashells made of soap sitting next to the sink that haven't been used in like a hundred and fifty-five uh, years. It's the same thing. I I went through a similar phase, a little like like maybe a few months before. Where I was like, I had this idea where I got really into candles, and I was like, ooh, maybe we, maybe instead of using our lights, that that by the way, I recently changed all to be smart lights, right? And I thought maybe instead of using these lights, we could just use candles. It'll be really nice, and it'll smell good. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> Needless to say, I'm done with that phase. No more candles, except I have a bunch of unused candles now. <laughs> Dude, I'm gonna get you a stinking uh, lantern, <laughs> okay? I'm gonna get you a lantern. You can start walking around with that. <laughs> Give me some whale blubber and, and a lantern. Yeah, just <laughs> <laughs> you're walking around hunchbacked. This is why I call it like Renaissance phases. Yeah, I just I don't know. I don't know why I have these. 